We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Hey, party people. Ah, boy. Uh, We're back. Doing a a Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning podcast. Uh, The wife and kid are off at another kid's birthday party that I got out of going to. Boy, I, I, I guess there is an age later on when kids go to birthday parties uh, and the parents don't have to go, right? Like they just show up, drop their kids off, and then they split. But uh, apparently we're not there yet. So, uh, but good news is I got out of it this time. So, uh, the music today is Jeffrey Gaines. Uh, Jeffrey Gaines had a big hit, or a a hit, with his song, Hero in Me, which we'll be hearing a little later. But, uh, you know, when I was doing music before, you know, with this podcast, I would only do, like, one song by this artist and this song by that artist. And and then I just realized I just don't know that much about music. And um, I'm trying, but I just haven't found anything good. So I figured then rather than just do, you know, a song here and song there, why not just do like an album's worth of an artist? And uh, it, boy, this album is depressing. I I really like it, but it's heavy. So, um... Jeffrey Gaines, uh, have you've never seen him? He is apparently a, a very attractive man. I have been told, and this guy gets so much pussy. It's ridiculous. Um, oh, I saw him open for Melissa Etheridge one time at like the Warfield or something, and I he was off in the wings, like he wasn't in a green room or anything. He was just kind of standing off to the side before the show started, and I just went up and I started talking to him. And there was a girl there who clearly was, like, camping out. Like, I don't know if he brought her or she was just like, oh, I got to make sure I get some dick tonight. I don't know. But uh, he, he has quite the power over the ladies. Okay, so the, the newest thing that's really bugging me is... Um, that, and I've said this before, it's, we really, everyone, need to stop being so goddamn precious with our childhoods. The fact that, you know, they made another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that does not look exactly like the other one. Okay, so that doesn't replace the other one. You can still go home and watch the other one. But this sort of outrage of, like... This is an abomination. You people are horrible. Worse than Satan. Uh, you know, it's come on. It's just like, and 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 why can't we? Why can't we even entertain the idea of, oh, they're doing this thing again, and they're doing it in a new direction. Like, why? Why can't we have that? You know, because, you know, if 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 we 
we're acted like our childhoods, like we act about, like, you know, if we acted that way towards other things, we'd still be driving like the Model T Ford. Although probably not even the Model T, we'd still be on the Model A. Model T, the guy, Henry Ford would invent another car and everybody would be like, no! I like the good old days when I had to stop a car with my feet. I don't like this old windshield. Oh, you're terrible, Mr. Ford. No, it's stuff advances, stuff changes. You know, it doesn't always hit the mark. The thing that pisses me off, though, about the latest Star Wars movie is they didn't even try to advance anything. I read some dumb quote by J.J. Abrams that was like, well, we needed to reintroduce Star Wars to people. No, you didn't. We all remember good Star Wars. I understand episode one, two, and three came after the good ones, but we still remember the good ones. You don't need to tell us again. You don't know. You don't need to re-show us the good one. You can just make a good movie. But... I guess they're going to keep going. I mean, I guess that they're going to make finally advance the story in episodes um, eight and nine. But we'll see. Oh, but if you want to see a movie laughably bad, speaking of movies, rent yourself. No, don't don't spend any money on this. If you're in a hotel room or you happen to be paying for HBO anyway, Watch the movie San Andreas, starring everyone's favorite action star, The Rock. Holy cow, is this movie just a turd fest. Um, I didn't see the whole thing, but just here are some highlights. Um, One is uh, his daughter is in San Francisco. The Rock is in L.A., Shit goes down, and he's a fireman, right? And rather than doing his job, he just steals the L.A. County helicopter and then goes to fly to go get his daughter. Like, oh, no, no, never mind that that helicopter could actually be used, I don't know, to help people, which is what your job is. Like, if if I was retitling this movie, I would be calling it, like, worst employee ever. When I look into the face of a child He, uh, so he goes to get her daughter There's a bunch of cliched plot points Oh, so one, one funny thing is So he loses the helicopter And then he gets an airplane But he can't land at SFO Because the airport's all wrecked So he does a tandem jump With his ex-wife Into AT&T Park And they land right on second base. And he looks at her because they're, you know, strapped together tandem wise. And he says, wow, I can't even remember the last time I got you to second base. Oh, boy. Oh, that's like a gut punch. I needed a standing eight count after that. I mean, it didn't knock me out, but took the wind out of me. I love the bass player on this album. He's so funky. Anyway, um, the other the other great highlight of this movie for me 
And I love it when movies work in the title of the movie. But this was just ridiculous. He, he, they're, they're in a car. They're driving. This, this movie should have been called Planes, Trains, and Automobiles for how many times they changed their mode of transportation. He gets... You know, he's driving, he's driving, he's driving, and then he sees that, like, the road has sort of crumbled into a sinkhole. And so he gets out of his car, and he runs over, and then the ex-wife gets out of the car, and she runs over, and she says, what is it? And we do this ridiculous, dramatic zoom in on The Rock's face, and The Rock isn't even looking at the ground, or anything. he's just sort of looking blankly into the horizon and he says it's the San Andreas fault sure yeah because we didn't know in case you were curious here's your titular fault everybody so uh, the other thing about this movie that is so incredibly baffling is they have Paul Giamatti peppered throughout the movie And he's the expositional science guy that explains to you why earthquakes happen. You know, he explains to you about the faults, everything. The the thing about it is, there is no one watching this who needs this, right? Like, nobody's sitting in the audience cheering Dwayne The Rock Johnson And then, like, all of a sudden, their cheers are interrupted and thinking, wait a second, I don't understand the science behind these explosions. I wish somebody could explain it to me. Somebody who's uh, crotchety yet lovable. Eh, I think that's a bit. I think Paul Giamatti's the only one who fits that uh, category anymore. Like, Dabney Coleman isn't making films anymore, because he would have been, you know, the choice in the 80s or the 70s. And speaking of the 70s, God, I'm just nailing these transitions today. Pow! Speaking of the 70s, um, a, a couple of times in recent weeks, people have brought up uh, brought up um, uh, That's Incredible versus the TV show from the 70s, Real People. Now, they were two different shows. Basically, That's Incredible was also very similar to that Ripley's Believe It or Not show. It's just basically sort of like freaks and 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 it's it's basically David Letterman's stupid human tricks combined with Ripley's Believe It or Not combined with David Letterman's stupid animal tricks. So that was That's Incredible. Now, real... Oh, no, wait a minute. No, that was That's Incredible. Real people was just more like weird people. So it'd be like somebody who had like, you know, a, a collection of potatoes that looked like presidents or something. And so they would just do these field pieces across the country of weird folks. And one of them, both of them, this is this is the crazy part. Both of them had a panel of hosts, which doesn't make any sense because you really only need one person to host these shows. But yet, That's Incredible had Fran Tarkenton, football quarterback, 
Fran Tarkenton is one of them. Uh, singer John Davidson and uh, uh, famous Crosby, Kathy Lee Crosby. I think that's her only thing that she's famous for is being a Crosby. I mean, I know she likes to put the term actress under her name, but oh, I couldn't tell you anything she's been in. I mean, I guess. But but this is the logic of the 70s that was just so incredibly baffling, right? Like, we need a, a football guy to talk. No, no, you don't. No, uh-uh. Football guys are good at football, usually quite bad at talking. But even so, like, it's not like you really brought anything to it either. He's just reading a teleprompter. I guess I can't fault him. I guess where I really take issue is then flash forward into the 80s when Alex Karras, football player Alex Karras, and and not even the good, like not even the smart football player. Like the quarterback is usually supposed to be the smartest one, and then I think wide receiver is next. And then, but Alex Karras was a lineman, right? He was famous for playing Mongo in um, uh, Blazing Saddles, you know, where he spoke in tiny little words. But even still, like this idea of employing a football player to talk not about football, just people with uh, weird abilities. It's just like insane. Like, why would you, why would you choose this? What were we so completely out of television celebrities that this was your only option? And, and then, you know, Kathy Lee Crosby is a zero. No one's ever heard of. Uh, John Davidson, I guess, had a couple of hits. But again, not known for talking, known for singing. And he was perfectly fine. But And then, why do you need three people to do this? And then, if we shift over to um, real people, moving away from That's Incredible, real people had like six people on that show that would introduce these segment field pieces. Skip Stevenson and Sarah Purcell are the only two I, anybody ever remembers. There was a black guy in there. I, I can't remember what his name was. But Skip Stevenson was a stand-up comic. So, okay, we got him. He can talk. But, again, do we really need six people hosting this show about weirdos? You know, they got it right with America's Funniest Home Videos. Well, actually, that wound up having two people. That really only needed one. Uh, that guy, Tom Bergeron. That the guy. That that was when they that was that was the the version that worked right. Just one guy, one guy, good at talking. He introduces these clips. We're done. Oh, okay. So I just saw. Oh shoot! If I was really the master of transitions, I would have brought this up when I was talking about movies. I just saw Batman versus Superman. And I do not understand the hate around um, this movie. I don't understand. The, the one thing I have heard about it is uh, people find the plot confusing. All right. Now, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm going to tell you the plot of the movie. Oh, how can I do that without spoiling it, you ask? Here it comes. I was going to tell you how, and I'm not even sure myself. I'm just so amazing. Okay, so the plot of the movie is 
Um, no, sorry. All right. The plot of the movie is um, Lex Luthor wants to destroy Superman uh, either physically or through discrediting him in the eyes of the public. So he will be seen as a villain. And then I guess once he is seen as a villain, the government will now step in and try to destroy him physically. That's it, right? That's the plot of the movie. But I think people are confused by this movie because there's never a moment when Lex Luthor, like, stares into the lens of the camera and says, like, ah, I'm going to get Superman, see? I'll destroy him. I'll spend every waking minute trying to kill him. Like, it's way more subtle than that, uh, but not much. And still people are like, I don't get it. What's the point of this? What's this about? All right, so here's just two random thoughts. Uh, one, see, listen to this song. It's so depressing. Is my need my So one of the um, one of the things uh, was um, I liked the idea. I so, saw um, on um, on Bing because I don't use Google. I use Bing. Uh, they have a little thing down at the bottom of top news stories, and one of them was Stephen Hawking talking about his black hole theory. And then I just liked something, I don't know, I just liked the idea of Stephen Hawking um, getting a, like a big press conference together. You know, oh man, this, this great scientist is going to release this awesome new theory about black holes in like the wheelchair. Like slowly goes up this ramp. Maybe it starts losing power. The ramp's maybe a little too steep. Like a couple of MIT undergrads have to run out and like push him up and get the. And then he wheels over, hits the microphone a few times. And then once everybody's calmed down, you can still hear the shutters going off, and he says, Ladies and gentlemen, I have a new theory about black holes. My new theory is black holes are tighter than white buttholes. Ha, 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 ha. Thank you for coming. She's got bruises, but she'll wear them for uh, Oh, yeah. Um, it's really hard to be upbeat and positive with this music in the background. I feel like now I know what Casey Kasem is talking about, like going from an upbeat song to a goddamn death dedication. Uh, oh, and then... Um, somehow we came across the idea of, um, wouldn't it be funny if there was somebody who is actually more responsible when they got drunk? They're like the responsible blackout drunk. Just, you know, a guy wakes up, hungover the next day, bottles everywhere, and he's like, oh, what happened? What, what, is, what did I do? I don't remember anything. And like, his taxes are all done. The laundry's folded and put away. Like, uh, meals have been made for like the next week. 
And uh, the, everything but that room he is in is totally spotless. It's just, you know, he got you threw up in this room. He's the responsible blackout drunk. Okay, so, um, the, all right, so this is my, my last thought. Um, on the Pete Holmes podcast, uh, uh, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes, he says things sometimes that are, are seem like they should be more than they are. Like, they seem like he treats them as, like, such throwaway things. But I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like they should be more to them. So he, he had this idea. I can't remember who his guest was. It was another stand-up comic. And he had this idea of just this guy. And it's pretty much all he said was, this guy comes out and he says, Ladies and gentlemen, paprika. And I, as soon as he said it, then that was it. Like, there was no bit around it or anything. So... Here's the bit that I would have made if I was him about this. So, okay, so uh, imagine yourself, it's uh, the 1800s, uh, a guy in a, in a top hat and tails uh, has a, a, a curtain uh, over a little box on a stage. There's a, a small crowd of people in front of him and he says, ladies and gentlemen, I have come here to revolutionize the cooking industry. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Paprika! What is it? Ah! Good question, sir. Is it a spice? No, madam. Well, it is. But, okay, here. Let me put a little bit in your hand. Taste it. It doesn't taste like much. Yes, exactly. It doesn't taste like anything. Well, why would we want it? Because, look at it. It's red and powdery. I don't get it. Why would we want that? Shut up, you! I was just asking a question. If I wanted a question, I would have asked for it. She got to ask a question. All right, fine. The reason you would want it is because it makes the food pretty. Pretty? We don't do much about pretty around here. We just pretty much just, you know, eat to live. I know! People want to eat pretty food. Really? They will even take pictures of their pretty food. With those giant cameras and the giant flashes and everything? Okay, N- not, not now, not with the current camera technology. But my dear boy, if we use paprika, the pictures will start coming. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you paprika. I realized halfway through that I was trying to do a uh, Daniel Plainview accent uh, (laughs) from um, uh, There Will Be Blood, which is ironic because that's Pete Holmes' favorite movie. So um, I promised you a little bit of uh, Hero in Me off the self-titled Jeffrey Gaines album. Uh, This is my favorite song. 
Uh, so take a listen. I don't make a move unless my friends approve. I do what's expected. Okay, well, I guess I don't really have anything more to say. Um, I just wanted to, uh, uh, you know, sneak this song in one more time because it is so great. Um, so if anybody has any musical recommendations, I'm open to it. Just, you know, send me something on Facebook and I'll check it out. I mean, no guarantees. I, I hate a lot of things, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to try. Boy, I even tried listening to rap and I just couldn't do it. Like I had a couple of recommendations from people and I was like, oh God, this is so annoying. No, sir. Mm-mm. All right. Well, from me, from you, from Paprika, to the music of Bright Brown and Jeffrey Gaines. Let's do this one more time. Till then!